it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Business Beauty Network is now on YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Biz Beauty Network. We plan to bring some awesome content along with bonus episodes and our weekly podcast episodes to the Biz Beauty Network YouTube channel. We hope to see you there. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. It's a new day, a new week, and a new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am super, super excited to share today's episode with you. I have an awesome guest in store for you today. But before we get into that, make sure that you are subscribed to the Business Beauty Network podcast wherever you're listening. And also share this podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from this awesome content, sharing is caring. So share it out. Share it on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever. But just share it with your friends and let them know that you're loving the Business Beauty Network podcast. And did you know that we are on YouTube? Yes, the Business Beauty Network podcast is on YouTube and we stream some of the live interviews there at Biz Beauty Network on YouTube. So make sure that you subscribe. It's free to subscribe everywhere that you listen. So make sure you do that. Also, want to leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. So if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave us a five-star review that really helps people to find the podcast. But now that all of that is out of the way, I have an awesome guest today. We had a great conversation about one of my favorite topics, which is marketing, if you guys haven't figured it out by now. I would say one of three. I think makeup, of course, beauty, uh, business, and marketing. That was Those would be like my three favorite topics to discuss. So I had a great conversation with Lindsay Sims, and I can't wait to share that interview with you on today. And I'm super, super excited. There's a few things coming up. October is a very busy, fun-filled month. Of course, it's fall, one of my favorite seasons. I will be in Texas very soon on October the 21st through the 23rd at the Spa and Sculpting Summit. So if you're in Houston, Texas, definitely I'll have the information in the show notes for sure. It's a Camellia Elise presents the second annual Spa and Sculpting Summit, and it is in Houston, Texas. All the information on how to get tickets and to meet me there will be in the show notes. So make sure you meet me there. I'm definitely going to be talking about some great marketing tips for your business. So if you're in that area, come meet me in Houston on the 21st through the 23rd of October. Super, super excited about that event. But I have a great episode in store. I think you guys are really going to enjoy. I had an awesome conversation just learning more about uh, Lindsay and what she does with her business. And she shares some great gems that I think can be beneficial for the audience. So without any further ado, let's get into the interview. And here's a little bit of Lindsay's bio. Lindsay Sims is an entrepreneur, educator, and coach. With a knack for reducing entrepreneurial noise, and increasing the digital literacy of small business owners. Her leveraged years of experience, including a PhD, and her work as a Grow With Google digital coach led her to developing a unique marketing program for small businesses. Now she focuses her efforts as a founder and CEO of 30 Day Funnels on providing small business owners of diverse backgrounds with no gimmick, no fast strategies, 
to leverage their digital marketing so that they can step away from overwhelm and get back to what they actually love. And I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Here it goes. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Lindsay Sims. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. I'm super excited to talk to you and learn more about you and all the awesome things you're doing with your business. But before we get into that, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Uh, okay, so I will make my something about me very beauty oriented because, you know, this is a beauty podcast. We we're talking about beauty here and people who love beauty and want to do beauty and have beauty, all the things. I think that if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this, you, it won't make the same impression. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you will get exactly what I mean by this. I do not look like the kind of person who owns hundreds of dollars of, <laughs> of product for beauty, but I am. I love color and palettes and all the things, and I buy them out of sheer attraction and never use them. But it is mostly... <laughs> It is a thing that I think most people would have no idea the beauty stash that I have that is worth its weight in gold uh, because I absolutely love, um, I love beauty. So yeah, that is awesome. You know what, even though I am a beauty person, I think I'm guilty of that as well. What I mean is, is a lot of times we're attracted to certain things like I like like for for example I'll I'll be attracted to the brightest pa- oh the colors are so pretty so oh my pretty. gosh and then I'm never gonna wear that because if you see I have eyeshadow on today this is usually about what I do so why do I buy those because <laughs> I never venture off into all the yeah. bright crazy yeah. colors but when you see it at the store, it looks so pretty, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It always gets me. And I, I'm starting to at least try them occasionally because I go out. A, I, I shouldn't say I go out a lot, but I go out enough to where I'm like, I could be a little adventurous. And my fiance loves it. Like he loves it when I do like full color face and all that. So I'm starting to finally actually get into it. But um, but I own way more than anyone would expect based on the <laughs> almost zero makeup that I wear <laughs> on a daily basis. Oh, I totally get it. Well, thanks for sharing. I think, like I said, I think a lot of us are guilty of buying the, the stuff just because, you know, it's exciting to buy it. But like, yep. now I have to ask myself, are you going to use that? <laughs> are you really going to use that? Yeah. If I if I second guess it, I have to leave it, right? Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. So tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Like, how did you get started in your business and everything? Uh, so I will give you the long story short. I was getting a PhD in political science, which is completely unrelated to what I was doing. And I was doing the unrelated thing on purpose. I wanted to do something creative because political science is very not creative. Uh, and it just ended up being an entire thing that I didn't know I was good at, that I ended up being really good at. People started farming me out. I was working for a nonprofit and they started kind of hiring me out to people to do work and I was just like, this is so much fun. And and I really went out on my own based on that experience of just really enjoying doing marketing for people and and enjoying helping them get results from their marketing um, was really, really a great time. And, and so I kind of abandoned my PhD in order to pursue this. Oh, that's so interesting. So at what point, like, what was it that you knew marketing was it for you? Uh, I think that for me, it is the combination of creative and executive function. 
Like I get to do art, but also strategy. And that's what really gets, that's, that's what wakes me up every morning and gets the blood pumping is the idea that I get to be creative some days. And some days I get to just be all in on strategy and pulling the pieces together. And the combination of those things is really what made marketing kind of my, my fun place that I can earn money and do something really that I love to do. That's fun. So from a marketing expert, can you tell us what marketing is? Because I think so many people have so many different, you know, definitions for it. So what is your definition or take on marketing? I can tell you what it's not. And it is not just social media. So let's just get that straight. So marketing is not, especially in this day and age, everyone wants to think that marketing and social media are the same thing. And marketing is a big capital M thing and social media is one component in it. Um, What your marketing is, is basically any and every way that people who either don't know about you or do know about you learn enough about you in order to decide whether or not they want to make a purchase. That's all marketing. Sales is everything that gets them from, I've kind of decided to make a purchase to giving you money. So marketing and sales go hand in hand. A lot of times with us as, you know, people who have maybe um, e-commerce components to your business, the marketing and the sales, they marry so closely that they don't even feel different. And for other people, it's super clear. Like you can get everyone all the way up to the point where they have to make an appointment, but point past appointment, like if you do, again, if you do beauty, like if someone comes in for a consultation, then it's a sales conversation, but everything that got them to the point where they're doing that conversation is marketing. So marketing is everything from people talking about you when you're not in the room to your social media, to your email marketing, to your website, to conversations like this podcast. All of these things are marketing. And then the point at which we switch over to someone potentially giving you money is sales. Great. Thanks for sharing that, because some people do think social media is the end all be all when it comes to it. And like you said, it's one piece, but there's so many different things that go into that pot when it comes to marketing your business. Now, um, what are some of the areas that you find you have to help your uh, clients with the most in when it comes to marketing themselves? So I would say that there's two things that really happen a lot when I'm having conversations with people around marketing. The first one I'll talk about because I feel like it happens more with women entrepreneurs and I think your audience is probably mostly women. And, um, and that's imposter syndrome. So a lot of the conversations I have are just trying to get people past the point where they think they need to be someone other than who they are in order to do marketing. And that's point number one. We got to get y'all past that. You can be yourself, whoever you are at whatever level you are at doing whatever you are doing, you can still do marketing. So that's just, you know, let's get over that. And then number two getting people past the point where they feel like marketing is talking about themselves, because that's the reason why number one is an issue is that they feel like, oh, I have to be the perfect example of whatever the thing is, or I won't be able to sell people stuff. And I'm like, that's not true because the reality is your real marketing job is to talk only about your customer. You need to reflect them. You need to talk to them about them. They need to hear you talk about them all day long, every day. And then it won't really matter who you are because they will see themselves in you because you're reflecting them to them. So your job is really to be a mirror more than it is to be anything else. But in order to do that, you have to know who your customer is. And Mm -hmm. so 
you know, getting people past imposter syndrome where they feel like they're not good enough, they're not smart enough, they're not skinny enough, whatever the thing is. I don't wear enough makeup, whatever the thing, <laughs> my hair not always done, whatever the thing is, getting them past that and then also getting them to realize that it's not really about you, it's about your customer. Yeah, I think you hit on some great points there. And especially I've talked to people and some of the, some of the issues I hear is like, I I can't do it exactly like, you know, person A I see here or my website doesn't look quite like mm-hmm. this person there. So sometimes people will not show up because they feel that they have to show up exactly like the other people that they see. Yeah. But that's like, I love the way you said it's not true at all. You know, show up as your authentic self. And that's how you attract people anyway. And I think that stops a lot of people because they're waiting for perfection or they're waiting for stuff to look like, uh, like they see a certain person's look, but you don't know what it took. You don't know where they started. But if you just start where you are and just, you know, keep showing up and consistently, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, making a presence, making your presence known with your audience and being yourself, eventually you'll get more comfortable. Eventually you'll get better, you know, and all those things, but you just have to step out. So I love that because I think people do get that mixed up and that stops them sometimes from really putting themselves out there or putting their brands out there in a way that they can. Absolutely. And it does, it stops way too many people is that there, there's the comparison, which is the reason why we have a lot of imposter syndrome is that we're essentially comparing ourselves to other, other people. And one of my favorite quotes, I have no idea who said it first is that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And I think it is so true. The second that we start comparing ourselves to each other, that doesn't mean that you can't be inspired by people, or it doesn't mean that you need to stop following everyone on social media. I'm not saying that. What I am saying though, is that you can look at someone who is having a unique experience, their experience, and be inspired by their experience without feeling like your experience needs to be some sort of carbon copy of theirs, or I'm not going to be successful because I can't do it exactly how they did it. And Honestly, let me get real with you real quick. This is one of the reasons why I am a big fan of no gimmick, no fad marketing, because I think often a lot of the marketing that we get exposed to as business owners is marketing that's like, be like me marketing, meaning I'm just going to teach you what I did to get as successful as I am, when in all reality, you couldn't replicate that person's success if you wanted to, because the the thing that got them there is alchemy. It is a combination of things that includes their individual self and you as your individual self will not be able to replicate that. So why are we trying to do that? Let's do things that are not based in, you know, fads and tricks and copying in order to get to where your audience actually needs you to be right. Like let's go after your people, your way much more, useful outcomes from that. Yes, I would agree. And then another key that you you uh, touched on was knowing who your client is. And that's a big thing because like in the beauty industry, when I started out, it was like, okay, I, I deal more so, more so with skincare and makeup and cosmetics. So my thing was like, anybody with skin, like, come on. But as I, that was when I started out, but as I realized there were certain clients like I didn't want to do kids like you know proms and stuff yeah like that. just yeah. really wasn't my thing and um so ev- I started to realize early on that everybody wasn't my client 
Mm-hmm. So then I started to kind of like look at, well, what clients did I enjoy working with? And then that's how I kind of like, like selected my ideal client. But a lot of times, if I'm honest, when I'm talking to beauty professionals, they hate hearing that part. Like, you know, your ideal client, that's the part people don't want to hear because people say it so much. Yeah. So I think now it's kind of like, okay, ideal client, but what is that really? So can you kind of give us your take on it? That is, first of all, you're right. And it does, it's not just beauty people who are sick of it. You can go on the internet and everybody is like, if anyone tells me to build another customer avatar, like they are so done with it. They are so done. The problem, of course, is that people don't want to do the thing that works. It's like when people are like, I need to lose weight and everybody's like, eat less and exercise. And they're like, but I don't want to hear that. <laughs> is like, there a magic pill that I can I am take? sorry. <laughs> I am sorry to tell you the reason why we tell you make a customer avatar isn't because we're just like all on this. We didn't have a secret meeting there. It's just the truth. It's like, if you, if you don't have an idea of who you're talking to, then you're, you're talking to no one. And that's the part that people don't want to hear. Like they don't want to believe that they can't have anyone as a customer. And the truth is you don't actually want anyone. As you just said, once you get into it, you realize, but do I want to do prom makeup? No, I don't want to deal with them kids. And I definitely don't want to deal with their parents. Like whatever the thing is, like, you know, at some point you're going to get into it and go, oh no, no. And the funny thing is when you bring up that whole idea of kind of segregating away from children. I think that it's so smart as a way to kind of imagine an avatar. The the truth is, if you think about things like being a teacher, not everyone who goes into teaching is great at teaching middle school. Mm -hmm. Middle school is full of tiny demons who are just like waiting to destroy you, right? You have to be a special kind of person to teach middle school. And that's because those humans who are between the ages of what, 11 and 14, they are in a special phase of their lives where they they become this very bad little chemistry of awful, right? And there's a reason why the people who teach them teach them and they don't teach anybody else. They only teach middle school. They're not like, I'm going to teach middle school for fourth period and then go teach kindergarten. No, we need to be thinking of our businesses like that. Like, are you a kindergarten teacher? Are you a first grade, second grade teacher? Like there are segments of the population that you're just better suited to deal with. Or even if you can technically do them all, which ones do you like better? Like you're going to maybe like the high schoolers better than you like the kindergartners or you like kindergartners better than you like high schoolers. Just because you can teach them all doesn't mean you should. You're going to end up burnt out by trying to switch between all those different types of people on a daily basis when you could instead kind of live in your genius zone, live with those people who you like they, when they come in and you want to, you sit down to work with them at the end, you don't feel like you were working. Those are those, those are your people. And it's better for us to figure out who those people are than for us to be hunting for every little piece of game that's out there. It's just, it's time consuming. It's painful. It's just too much. So yes, get a customer avatar (laughs) so that you're not burning yourself out. And that's, I mean, that's the truth is that often we will will be burnt out not realizing that we're burnt out because we're going after everybody and we really need to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, like, I, I've talked about that so many times and I don't think it it could be said enough. 
because it's so true. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to be for everybody. Everybody's not going to be for you. And your life would be so much easier if you target like the client you enjoy working with the most and that brings you joy. Because if it's something you have to do, especially if you're, you're provided a service, it's something you have to do every day. You want to enjoy it. And I tell my um, coaching clients that all the time, like, like stop doing those things that you hate doing. It's you, it's your business. You don't have to do that. You can target clients that want the services that you love to provide and talk to them and speak to them and you'll attract more of them. Absolutely. I had a a client once who was a a wedding photographer and she hated doing weddings. She hated (laughs) it. She was like, I hate doing weddings. And I was like, okay, this is it. She's like, but I can't stop because that's how I make money. I was like, okay, this is what you do. Take the weddings off of your website. And she was like, what? And I'm like, keep taking them for now, whenever people ask you to do a wedding, because you need the money, but take it off your website. And I'm like, and then slowly over time, people will stop asking you and they'll start asking you to do the other thing, which you want to do, which is she wanted to do small business photography, not like corporations, but you know, when small business owners need a new set of photos for their website or basic stuff like that. She wanted to do more of that, Um, you know, retreat photos, things like that. I was like, put all that stuff on your website, take off the weddings. And now it's been three years. She doesn't do any weddings at all. She doesn't do anything wedding related. She doesn't do, uh, you know, what engagement photos, none of that. She only does corporate work or small business work and she's thriving. She's booked solid. And it was just because she made that transition. And it was a, it was a transition that she had to make slowly because weddings are so lucrative, but it was draining her. It was burning her out having to do weddings because weddings are so time consuming and brides are crazy. And so it's like, (laughs) and so you have to like figure out what your thing is. And maybe if you are working with people right now who you don't love, that's fine stop talking about it. Like stop putting those pictures up. When you do a wedding, if you don't want to do wedding makeup, okay. You don't want to do wedding hair. Stop putting weddings up on your social media. Take it off your website. You can still do the work when someone asks you to do it and get that money, but stop promoting it. And eventually it'll slide off. Like it'll, it'll fall away. Those clients will stop coming to you and you can fill your time doing stuff that you actually love. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I wanna make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. I love that. Like I always tell my clients to lead with what you want to attract. So if you're telling me you don't like short hair, then why is it like, Oh, your social media page or your website. You got 10 short hair people. As soon as I go to the site, yep. as soon as I go to your page, like everywhere is short hair, but you don't like short hair. Like all I get is these short hair people, but I can't stand doing short hair. Well, stop posting short stop hair. Stop posting it. Stop posting. <laughs> yes, stop. There. You're literally putting out there the thing that you don't want. So stop posting about it. Stop posting it. Stop. Take it off your website. Just stop. It doesn't mean that you won't occasionally still do some short hair in the transition. You'll still get those people. They'll still come to you, but eventually you'll get to the point where you're not doing that anymore. 
and you're happier and make more money because you're not wasting your time on the people who you're like, ah, can't stand short hair. <laughs> right, exactly. So let's say we know our target client, right? So we know who our client is. So say we, you know, we want to do extensions. So we're, we are in extensions and that's what we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. And we want to focus on corporate women who needs, you know, the look good. So they need their hair done. So that's, that's our yes. focus. Mm-hmm. So we know who our client is. We know what we are, what we're offering, but now we're struggling with how to position it, you know, like mm-hmm. happy, how to like make it sound good and put it out there. So give us some tips for that. Okay, so my number one tip is, this might sound a little weird because we just talked about finding people you love, but I need you to figure out what their motivation is and don't judge them for it. Now, when I say that, I mean, often when we do marketing, it doesn't matter what kind of marketing we do, we will find a client like that client, think they're gonna they're good enough segment, there's enough of them out there, we love what they stand for, but their motivation isn't what we want it to be. Meaning you have these women who want extensions, they work in corporate jobs. What if all of them want the extensions because they feel like they're in competition with white women and they need to like look more presentable and that scrapes your soul. Like you just are like, but no, all your black womanness, you know, like that's how you feel about your life. If those clients want that thing, like they want to compete against blonde white women, and that is what they're aiming at with their hair, stop judging them. Because if you're judging them for it, your marketing is going to reflect it. It's going to feel like it's judgment. And so instead, embrace that that's what they want and market toward what they actually desire. It's hard to do that. It's hard to not judge people for what they really want. People really want to fit in. People really want to look a certain way, even if that's not like if we might feel a little some way about that, they might want that anyway. And so we need to stop judging them for it, whatever the thing is. And often, honestly, it's amazing. I work with people who work with nursing homes and they want those nursing homes to care about the people who they are in charge of. And I'm like, but they don't care. And they're like, but it makes me mad that they don't care. And I'm like, you have to get over that because <laughs> like, you still got to serve those people. They are your client. Like we have to get past the thing that we think people should do and actually acknowledge what they actually are doing and what they actually want. That's the key to writing good copy. It's, st- it's setting aside your own judgment and actually acknowledging where that person is and what they really want and writing towards what they really want. Not what you think they want, but what they really want. And if you don't know, ask them. Okay. If now, you don't ask them, they will tell I you. I love that. What are some ways you can ask them? Just simply make a post or do a poll or email? Like what are some ways that you just you suggest? My favorite way is to ask them in person because okay. you will get better responses than if you ask in a post. You can ask in a post, put it out there. But I would say if you are, maybe you don't have a lot of those people as your clients, DM them, like direct message them on different platforms. Be like, I see that you have this beautiful extensions and they, why did you get them? Like, I see that you have like, you always are wearing the best eyelashes ever. Why do you wear eyelashes that are, you know, 
per, you know, semi-permanent or whatever. Like, why did you choose this application over that? Ask them. They don't have to be your customer. They can be regular people. Give them a compliment and then ask them the question. And they, <laughs> they will answer. As long as you're not being weird about it and like scammy or spammy, they will answer. And if you have those people as customers, ask them when they're sitting in your chair. Why are, what, what, what's the reason why we're getting this done today? Tell me about your life. And then take that information and use it as marketing because it's real. And if we think about the marketing that impacts us the best, it's the marketing that hits at our true motivation. When someone says to us, oh, I know that you really like to be showing up on camera with those great mugs. And that's the reason why I put out this mug that says this or that says that. Then I'm like, you know what? That's true. I have a mug right here in front of me <laughs> that I use my camera all the time because I care about that thing. And they know I care about that thing as soon as they say it to me. I feel validated and then I go and buy the thing from them. You just have to validate people by sharing back to them what they've already said to you. Great tips, great tips. So I know uh, you also help people with funnels and things like that. And so I want to give you my story. So I have a, a funnel going a few of them like a freebie. And so when they get the freebie, uh, they'll get an email from me and they'll get a series of emails and now they're on the list. Okay. And I use the freebie, of, of course, to build more, more um, salon owners and people in the industry on my list. Mm -hmm. But it was very tedious. It wasn't hard. It was just time consuming. Yeah. It, took, it took me a lot of thought to plan out exactly how I wanted to do the emails. And I had to kind of like, redo that a few times to get things to work uh, the way I wanted them to running tests. But I absolutely hated the funnels. So, and a lot of people do. So because that's your thing, I want you to give us some, you know, tell us what a funnel is and what it, you know, is some tips to how you help people with funnels. So first of all, the reason why I do what I do is because of the experience you had. So what, what I just said there about like figuring out people's motivations, not judging them for it, and then writing a copy based on that. Most people find that to be an extremely tedious, if not impossible task. It, it, even just finding out what people actually care about is hard for people to figure out how to do. And so that's part of what we do is so we write the copy for you. We take your freebie that you're going to give away and we figure out what the copy needs to be on the landing on the landing page. We then write the emails for you that are the follow-up emails to get people into that final action that you want them to take. So for us, a funnel is basically you know, a sandwich, let's call it a sandwich, a sandwich where it starts with some sort of lead magnet or lead generator attraction offers, what we like to call it. And then it ends with some sort of sales offer. What is it that you want them to buy? And then we create the copy for both of those pages and we create the emails that help get them from point A to point B. But we acknowledge that a sandwich needs accoutrement, right? A sandwich usually comes with something at the top, something on the, something all on the sides. And so we also help you with writing some of the copy for your, for your social media. So if you are trying to get people to find that freebie page, we help you with some social media copy on that end. And then also there are people who might just dive right into your sales page if you give them the opportunity. So we write some copy for your social media for those sales pages as well. And we do that all with your customer avatar in mind. We interview you and we figure out who your customer is. And then we write all of your copy directly related to that. So then all you have to do in the end is copy and paste it into the software of your choosing. And we even give you the images that go with it and tell you where to put them. So then you're really just copying, pasting at that point and testing it out and seeing how that works on your audience. 
Great. Now I can see a lot of business owners benefiting from that because I think sometimes um, I was able to do that myself, but you know, I know that's not something everybody can do. And it took me a long time to get it right. And it was a mess and probably should have hired somebody if I'm honest. And I'm as an entrepreneur myself, I'm learning more and more to delegate certain things like, okay. So what, you know, what are your, is your advice on that? Because I think so many times we do get overwhelmed because, you know, maybe you're not a marketer, maybe you, you're not, you know, as computer savvy and all that, but Mm -hmm. this is something important. Like um, I I talked to a lot of uh, salon owners um, I find that they don't find a way to continuously capture emails. You know, they get yeah. the emails of their clients, but not of potentials. Maybe people yeah. that are coming to their website and things like that. Mm-hmm. And a freebie or something like that. I tell people like, say if you provide extensions or lashes or something, you could do a freebie on how to care for the extensions, how to care for the lashes, you know, yeah. give them some, add some value. And that could be a quick freebie. Something that you find that people are struggling with a lot. You get a lot of questions about those things. You could put together a little, you know, PDF about that mm-hmm. and put that out there. And, uh, but so, sometimes people fail to do that because it's hard for them or they don't know yeah. where to start. So it's important to learn that we learn how to start delegating so that we can scale our businesses. What's your take on that? I I 100% agree. And I think that, again, the reason why I do what I do is because I run into people like that. I have uh, several arms to my business and a part of, you know, one of those things that I do is a lot of education that's free education for people using, you know, on how to use different tools and things. And often they'll say, okay, now I know how to do it, but I still don't know what to put in it. Like I know how to, to like move this thing in Kartra or I know how to use MailChimp, but I still don't know what to say in this email. And then they get stuck and don't do it for six months or seven yep. months. And I'm like, you just wasted all that time. Just, that was me. Know, yeah. It took me and a long time to get that photo done. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, it's not good enough to know what to do or how to do it if you don't have the content to put into it. And so that's part of why I do what I do is to help people just get that content so that you can do it yourself. If you want to do it yourself, please do. I have more power to you. But often the do it is it's not, it's not, it's not as simple as just knowing what to do. You still have to have, like you said, you got to write those emails. You have to write the sales page. You have to know what images to use. You up here spending all your time in Canva uh, trying to create images when I'm like, let just just let us do the images and then we'll hand them to you. And you, you can do all the fun stuff like posting it on social media without having to think about it because we also handed you hashtags and all the things that you need. It makes your life easier, right? Let's just make your life easy. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I would agree with that. And um, I think funnels is something that I don't see this industry used a lot. Maybe some coaches in the industry, mm. but not so much as like, you know, salon owners and people that are in, in the beauty industry. But I think it is something that we could tap into more. Like I was saying, just providing some type of value. And that yeah. way you can continuously build your list because- yeah outside of your warm audience, which is people who already kind of came to your salon before your establishment before, but maybe you want to capture those people who haven't booked with you yet, but you know, they have some interest there and you can provide them with like some type of uh, value in, Mm -hmm. in, in those types of things. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I agree. I think everyone needs a funnel, but only because I think that funnels aren't there for your customer. 
they're there for you. Mm -hmm. It is an organizing principle for the entrepreneur. If you are finding it hard to figure out what to do, where to say it, what to say, all those things, you need something to help you organize yourself. And a funnel helps you organize yourself. It gives you that method of organizing around your own marketing. Yes, yes. Now, uh, what advice would you give somebody uh, who is just overwhelmed with it all. <laughs> they haven't been really marketing consistently. They know they need to do something. Like what advice would you give that person? I'd say my, my first piece of advice is always to start where you, start with what you love. So if you personally love Pinterest, then maybe start making a few pens. Even if no one thinks that Pinterest is where you're supposed to be, I don't care. Do it anyway. And I'd say do it because it'll just doing the thing helps you get the energy to do the thing. So if you want to get started on things, start with something that you're already interested in, something that you already, even if everyone, and I don't believe that any of us should be listening to what everybody say about anything, because most most of that whole, everybody says that I'm not supposed to, that's all crap. So what I would prefer is that you start somewhere that you love, because it'll make it a lot easier for you to keep going and then just grow from there. Marketing does not have to be done in one big fell swoop. You don't have to go out tomorrow and make an entire campaign. This is not how this works. If you do nothing for six more months because you are overwhelmed and think you have to make a campaign, you are significantly worse off than if you just posted a few times on Pinterest every week. I mm-hmm. prefer you do that. So. And how important would you say is consistency? Because I see that is a struggle too. And, yeah. you know, with a lot of people I deal with, because just being consistent, consistently yeah. showing up, consistently eat, doing your email marketing, consistently mm-hmm. doing your social media, you know, just consistency. All it's important. Again, it's more of an organizing principle for us than it is for anything else. And I would say if you are ever feeling like you're fighting with an algorithm, like everybody's like, oh, the algorithm this, the algorithm that every algorithm is based on our own inputs. So the thing that hopefully this, this census will change your entire life. Your consistency only matters because it actually changes what other people see. And so if you want to be more seen, if you want to be more visible, you have to be consistent so that the algorithm has something to play with. It needs your consistency. Every single platform needs your consistency in order for you to get seen. That said, being consistent with like consistency, consistently putting out something that no one wants to see isn't going to help. So you need to be consistent, but also, and this should help everyone play. Like you don't have to make all of your images exactly the same and you don't have to put your logo on everything and you don't have to always show up with makeup on and your hair done and like play around, figure different things out post at different times of the day, but maybe the same day a week, post at the same time, different days a week, play around it. Like you have to figure out what your audience really wants. And there is no software. I promise you, there's no software that can tell you the answer to that question. You have to do it for your own audience. Once you figure it out, then you're golden, but you got to play around a little bit and have some fun. That's the reason why you should start with something that you're going to enjoy doing so that you will actually be more likely to do it. Great tips, great tips, Lindsay. What about paid advertising? Uh, Like, what's your take on that? I think that we should only advertise things that are already working. 
which means that you have to be posting something in order to know what to advertise. Uh, because and when I say I think, I mean, I know I'm an ads, ads expert. I don't ever encourage people to do advertising out the gate. You need to figure out figure out what works. Make sure that you have some idea of what your audience actually cares about. Otherwise, you will be throwing good money after bad marketing. And that's just a waste of money. So do some organic stuff first, maybe even much longer than you'd expect. Six months of, of doing organic, just posting and figuring out what people like before you ever advertise anything. Great, great. So Lizzie, I really uh, appreciate all your tips and learning more about everything. Tell everybody uh, about your company and how we can find you online and all of those great things. So my company is called 30 Day Funnels. And what we do is help people to work through the process of creating all the content that goes into your funnel in 30 days so that by the end of that 30 days, you can be ready to launch whatever your new product is, whatever your service is, whatever the thing is that you want to actually get out into the world. We help you get it launched in 30 days. Now, that's just one of the 85 million things I do. I am delighted to have many hats that I wear. And so if you want to know more about what I do in general, you can find me over on Instagram. It's one of my favorite places. I am a combination of a lurker and a poster. So sometimes I'm posting often and other times I am just hanging out liking your stuff. And so (laughs) go ahead and find me there. And uh, I, I think it'll be in the show notes where you can find me there. That's it. Instagram and my website, 30dayfunnels.com. Awesome. Lizzie Sims, everybody. Make sure you check her out. I will have all of the information in the show notes. As always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you. So let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.